Shalom, Abraham, Rav, the Messiah, is Kedushin, Navayim, Gimel, today's daft, this consists, Lost love or will, Mamzerim and Sinim be metaher. It seems like it's a Lamein Sadega, Halachic Shaila. We discuss whether Edgar is allowed to marry a Mamzeris, Machlik as we had earlier, Abyssin or Behuda. We discuss why a Shtuki is mutter, why an Asufi is not mutter. How do we identify whether a baby is an Asufi, whether it was man- abandoned or not? And then we discuss uh, parents in them, Monos, and who else do we trust? In Elchasi Surim, we begin with a Gemara that tells us that Mamzir Menesim are going to become Tohar Lovoy according to Rabbi Yoisi. The mayor says they won't be. So Rabbi Yoisi says, of course they're going to be Metahar Lovoy. The Pasuk says, Vezerak Yadechamayim Tohim Metahar Tem. The mayor says, Mikol Tumay Seichem Mikol Gilu Leichem. That's what's going to be covered by Tahar, not Mamzerus. Now, according to our mayor, the puzzle makes sense when it says, that are going to be Mamzerim, According to Abiyo what are they doing there? I thought they were all Metahir. The Gemara answers, Rabbi Yossi learns like Rabbi Yosef's Targum of that Posok. He says, Yasfun Beis Israel, Leroich Tzon. The Kalei is going to be living safe in their cities. In their lands that were uh, belonging to strangers, not not actual mamzeres. It just means you can be able to live safely in, in these lands. Rabbi Yehuda Marshmol says that the halacha is like Rabbi Yosef that the mamzerim are going to be metayer. Rabbi Yehuda says that with Rabbi Yehuda Marshmol saying that the halacha is like Rabbi Yosef, the Yonav is going to come and take away groups and groups of people in chains. He's going to point out. Tons of people who are Mamzerim and Nisinim. Next, we have a, a fundamental machlekes whether a ger is allowed to marry a Mamzeres. Rabbi Yossi says he can. Rabbi Huda says a ger is not allowed to marry a Mamzeres. But everyone agrees that a ger and a freed Eved or a Cholol is allowed to marry a Gehenes. Now, what's Pshan Rabbi Yossi? Why does he say that a ger is allowed to marry a Mamzeres? There are five times that the Torah uses the word kahal. So he darshans each one of them. One is to teach us kaihanim, a second for Levim, a third for Yisraelim, a fourth for to allow mamzerim and ishtuki, a sophic mamzer, a fifth kahal, the fifth, is teaching us that ishtuki is allowed to marry Israel. But gerim don't have a possible calling them a kahal. Therefore, they're allowed to marry a mamzeres. Mamzeres can't a mamzeres can't marry into a mamzer can't marry into the kahal. But Girmar called kahal. Rabbi Yehuda, however, he has a, a different way of learning the psukim of kahal. And however, Yislai said he's going to allow uh, Girim to be called a kahal, and therefore answering them to mamzeres. He either learns that kahanim and levim are included in one kahal, so you have an extra kahal to teach us Girmar kahal. Alternatively, he learns that a mamzer marrying a shtuki and a shtuki marrying a Yisrael also are learned from the same kahal. Loyovi mamzer pekhal Hashem teaches us that a mamzer vandai is not allowed to marry into the kahal, into Klai Yisrael. But a mamzer sofa can. It also tells us that a mamzer, a mamzer is not allowed to marry, marry a vandai Yisrael, but a sofik a shtuki, a sofik mamzer, a sofik kahal that he is allowed to marry into. But again, that's one drush, so he has an extra kahal to tell me that Gerim are called a kahal, and therefore, according to Behuda, Gerim are not allowed to marry Mamzeris, because they're the kahal. The third 
way of understanding Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda learns out from the Apostle Hakil Hakahal Choike Chuka Achas Vochem Velager Hagor. You see that in this Apostle the Torah puts together Kahal and Ger. So besides for those five drushes of Kahal, there's an extra Apostle that says that Gerim are part of the Kahal. Rabbi Yoisi says, yes, it's true that this, the Apostle contains the word Kahal and Ger, but it says Chuka Achas between the word Kahal and the word Ger. And that's Mafsik, but Beinayim, Gerim are not considered a Kahal. We also said that a Ger or a freed slave or a Cholol is allowed to marry a Kuihenes. And this is a Raya to, uh, to Rav, because Rav Maram says that Ksherois, a Bas Koyen, has no issue marrying Psulim. It's only an issue on Ksherim, on Kahanim themselves, not the daughters of Kahanim. Nerib Zera got up in, in Mechuzah, a city full of Gerim, and he announced that his, his, in his drusha a Ger is allowed to marry Mamzeres. Basically, he was calling the whole city, all the Gerim there, not part of the Kahal. So they started throwing their Esregim at him, the Esregim representative of Tzadikim, the Esregim who are connected with all other, uh, of the three, uh, the other three Minim. He detached them and threw them at Rava said, look, if you want to darshan something, you have to know how to darshan it in front of Gerim themselves if you're going to be talking about their yichas. So first Rava got up and he said, in his drasha to Mechuzah, that Gerim are allowed to marry a Kohanes. So they started giving him COVID and taking good care of him. And in his next drasha, he said, Gerim are allowed to marry Mamzeris. And they said, hold on, you know, you just ruined your first drasha. We started liking you. So Rav, so Rav says, what are you complaining about? What, essentially, I'm telling you, you could do whatever you want. If you want, you can marry a Kohenes. If you want, you can marry a Mamzeres. You can marry a Kohenes because the Bas Kohen is allowed to marry Psulim. And you can marry a Mamzeres, according to Rabbi Yossi, who says that Geirman called a Kahal. It's all about presentation. Now, the next step in our Mishnah, we're talking about Shtukim. Shtukim is when we know who the mother is. We don't know who his father is. Now, Rova tells us that Minha Toira, or Shtuki is kosher, has good yichas. Right? We don't know who his father is, we just know who, but we do know who his mother is. Why would we say that Minha Toira, a Shtuki, is mother? Because most people in the world are Ksherim to marry his mother. Some of them would cause this child to be a mamzer, but it's a miut. So whichever guy would live with her and create a mamzer, he's being perished from the rave. We're going to go with the rave, assume that the, whoever this child's father is did not make him a mamzer. What, you worry that she's going to go to someone, us or that'll create a mamzer? When it comes to a stationary form of this, sir, we're going to look at her as mechza al mechza, 50-50. When the Torah says, love mamzer, that's only a mamzer vandai. Even 50-50 leaves us with a sofik, even if it's not roi v'kshirim. The issue of yichas is marrying into kahal, but only kahal vandai. She, this child is still only a sofik, even if she was the one that searched out a mamzer-creating partner. Lamaisa, why do we say that a shtuki is a is possible. It's only a gazera, says the Gemara, the Rabbanon, that this child might come to marry his father's sister. He doesn't know who his father is. Shrek the Gemara. If that's true, then why are Shtukim allowed to marry another Shtuki? 
still a chash. Neither of them know where their father is. Maybe they have the same father. Maybe. He's marrying an aunt. The Gemara says, it's not Mastaver that it's the same one guy who's fathering all the Shtukim. That's a far out chash. I, maybe you should have married the daughters of Shtukim. Because maybe this is a sister from the same father. Again, that's not so common. Rather, we're glazed just to make a Milo with a Milo with Yuchsin. We want to keep all the Yuchsin in Klali Yisrael. Beseder. Since there is an element of Suffolk here, we label them as Tuki and give that element of Issa. They could only marry at the bottom end of the pyramid. The Geren Asuf and other Stukin. Rava says, Menatera and Asufi is also kosher, even though we don't know who either one of his parents are. Why? Because if his mother was an Ishis Ish, she still wouldn't abandon the child. She would still say that, that her child was from her husband. She wouldn't just abandon him. What are you worried about? Those few Arusois? The engaged woman who wouldn't pin their child on her on their husband and she's not an HSS yet. Or those few wives who her husbands aren't around, they're a Medina Sayam, so they can't pin it on their husband. Since there are so many single women, and there are also people who would abandon their child just because of starvation that they can't feed their child. So between that mute and this mute, the few who don't have a husband dependent on either because they're engaged or he's overseas. And, the f- and on, all, on the other side, the few that are single, single mothers and the, the ones that can't feed their children. It ends up being about 50-50. And the Torah says that the Israel is only having a mamzer marrying into Kahal Hashem. But it has to be a Vaday mamzer and it has to be a Vaday Kahal. And over here, L'chol is it's a Suffolk. So Menat Torah and a Sufi is mutter. But the Maisa Midrabonin, we say it's Azur because we're worried that he's going to be marrying his father's sister. We don't know who his father is. Ah, why aren't we a Cheshish the same thing when a Sufi is marrying an Asufi? Maybe it's his father or his mother's sister. The Gemara says it's not very common for people to be abandoning their child. And maybe a, a, the daughter of an Asufi should not intermarry because maybe who, who she is marrying is, is actually his own sister uh, yeah we have no idea who this Basa Sufi's parents are but so we do let Asufi marry into Asufi because it's uncommon why don't we just say it's uncommon he says but we make a mile of a yuchsin we're trying to keep the the Yichus and Klai Yisrael Glatz So Lichan Tzchila Avoid this marriage Bidi Yevet Ain't Chanami It is Kosher Midaraisa Rova Barevuna Now it tells us How do we know If this child is an Asufi Who was actually abandoned He says If you find a child That was already gemauled by humans Not just born Mahul This child is not an Asufi He's not abandoned an abandoned child isn't given a bris first. Furthermore, if you see that the child's limbs were straight, straightened out, part of the birthing process to take care of this child, also, that's not an abandoned child. If he has these nice oils smeared on him, or has uh, blue makeup on him, 
or it smells nice or has like these nice smelling things and amulet around his neck, the sweet smelling things around them. Again, that's not an abandoned child, not an Asufi. However, if the child is, is found hung to a hanging in a palm tree, so if it was hung in a place where an animal can't get to it, then that's not an Asufi. But if an animal could get to it, that's an abandoned child, that's an Asufi. If it's hung in a tree that's near a city, which has shade them in those trees, so there, that's an abandoned child. But if it's not near a city, there's no shade them in that tree. It wasn't put in an abandoned, uh, dangerous place. That's not an Asufi. If, if the child is found in a base Knesses, if it's near a city where there's lots of people there, so that's not abandoned. That's not a Sufi. But if there's no one there, if, it's, if this base Knesses is far from a city, that's an Asufi. Amemar says, if you find the baby in a gate pit, a pit where they would store dates, that's an abandoned child. No one would find it there. If the child was found near a raging part of the river where there are lots of, of activity and passersby, that's not an abandoned child. But if, they, if it's in a place where there are no boats on this part of the river, then that's an abandoned child. That's an Asufi. If the child is found on the side of Rosh Hashanah, again, that's not an Asufi. It's a place where it'll be found and not a dangerous place. If it's in Rosh Hashanah, then that is an abandoned child. That's an Asufi. Rova tells us a caveat to these halachas. If it's a time of hunger, then one of these children on this list is not an Asufi. Now, what, which case is Rova talking about? Where would a hunger make a difference if it's talking about where the child was found in Rosh Hashanah? Well, just because there's a hunger, so what, he's, he's going to put him in the middle of a street, he's going to kill the child? That, that, that's, that's insanity. That's not a desperation. Elamai, Rova's talking about on the signs of Rosh Hashanah. And the thing is, even if it's not a time of hunger, this child is not an Asufi. On the side of Rosh Hashanah, that's a, that's a place where, where a baby would be placed. Rather, Rabbo is talking about a, the case of Rav Yehuda Omar Rabbi Abba. What was this case? Rav Yehuda Bar Zivdi Omarav says that whenever we find a child in, the, in a shuk and two parents come and they say, oh, that's our child, we trust them. However, once Bezdin already is Nasaf, is Asufi, already gathers them, gathers in this child, takes in this abandoned child, and only then parents come and claim it, then we don't trust the parents. They have to be a raya. We don't just trust them. But Rava says, that's only because you already, this kid already has a shame Asufi once he's born by Bezdin. But the caveat is, this is Rava's caveat here in this case, if it's a time of starvation, then even if Bezdin already took, them, took in this child from the shuk, and he should have a din of a, an asufi, we're still going to trust the parents in a time of hunger. Rav Chista says that there are three categories, three people who we trust immediately. There was an, an asufi, a chayo, a, a doula, a, a, a woman helps with birthing, there's a better word for that. And a poiteres chavruseha. The Asufi, we, we said that those are parents that find the, a kid in the shuk. If they come in right away, we trust them immediately that they are the parents. A chaya, a midwife. That's the word. The Brysa says that we trust a midwife to tell us which child, which one of these twins came out first. But that's only, says the Gemara, if she didn't leave the room in the interim. Because then, you know, maybe she can uh, get confused. She was uh, taken in by the ice chip machine. But if she was there the whole time, then we trust her right away. But Bliezer says, 
a little differently that, that we trust the midwife as long as she was still by the birthing stool if she left the birthing stool then we don't trust her then afkamina would be that if she's by the birthing stool but she looks away she turns away according to she's still there we'll still trust her now what was that third case of Peteris Chavrusel? This is a Mishnah of three women who are sleeping in the same bed and one of them finds dam on her. On, underneath one of them. So the, the halachi is that all three of them are Tomei Tomas Nida. However, if one of these women did a bedika on herself and she is found to be Tomei, I'm curious if this is the woman who the blood was found underneath, if she finds that she is Tomei, then she's Tomei and the other two are Tahar. But again, Rav Chista says that's only if she checked herself immediately. Within the Shirvah says, otherwise we're not going to trust her right away. We're not going to trust her if it wasn't right away. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.